from the betting capital of the world. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Wager Talk with Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels. It's a football Friday here in Las Vegas. Welcome to Wager Talk on Sports Great TV Network. Welcome to all of you watching on Zumo TV, Stir TV, Pluto TV. Welcome iHeartRadio Network listeners. Welcome to all of you listening on our podcast outlets. This is your Sports Central for betters. We have a loaded show for today. Bowling as we speak going on right now. We'll talk about tonight's game and tomorrow's bowl matchups. We got NFL Saturday and Sunday, NBA, college hoops, all from a Las Vegas perspective. I'm Ted Savransky, a.k.a. Teddy Covers, at Teddy underscore Covers on Twitter. Joined by Ralph Michaels, at CalSportsLV on Twitter. And, of course, we'll have Dave Sharpen joining us from CG Books later in the show to give us an oddsmaker's perspective on the upcoming action this weekend. But let's get into it right from the get-go, Ralph. We like to start the show with what we call BBBBBB, bad beats, bad bets, bad for the books. A little recap of what happened last night. And top story, it's got to be what happened last night, is the L.A. Lakers, who said they weren't going to lose two in a row all season. Well, they now have a two-game losing streak. Milwaukee took care of business pretty much wire to wire last night. The Lakers, back into that road trip, was not all that impressive. Put the game in perspective, Teddy. Before January 1st, this was the first time that two teams met that were both 20 games over 500 since 1980. So to have that situation, I think Milwaukee gets to take the most out of it because with Anthony Davis playing, they know they could beat the Lakers, and they did it without Bledsoe playing. Their top defensive guard is probably going to be out still the next couple weeks. Yeah, I mean, the the Bucks were an amazing regular season team last year, and they have every bit the makings of an amazing regular season team this year. Been back in Milwaukee, you've been making money with them on a regular basis, including last night. I still have my concerns about the deep teams with only one superstar going deep into the postseason. The Bucks might be vulnerable in May and June. They certainly weren't vulnerable last night. The other half of that NBA on TNT doubleheader was. A thriller. And we talked about this one on the show yesterday. I said, if anyone falls behind by double digit in this game, live betting, I'm likely to get interested and get involved. Well, uh, we saw the Rockets fall behind, what was it, 15-point lead at the break for the Clips. I took a little piece of Houston in the second half, and obviously they rallied not only to cover the spread, but to win the game. December matchups, marquee teams. This mean anything moving forward, or this is a regular season win for the Rockets in comfort behind fashion in LA? I think it does mean something. I think when you're playing a, a conference foe or division foe, you never want to get swept. You want to at least prove you can win. And I think it's a big win for Houston. You talked about, you know, when your power ratings, you think L.A. and L.A. are going to be one and two. Well, Houston can say we went into the Clippers and we beat them. I think there is some confidence for that type of team moving forward. The Bahamas Bowl going as we speak. Buffalo just got in the end zone. They're up 13-0 extra point pending. I'll do my best to give you updates on that game as the show goes along because I know you've got the volume up on this game and the volume down on that one. Buffalo converts 
on fourth and short from inside the one-yard line. In the NBA last night, uh, look, I was doing in-game live right here on the Sports Grid Network last night, and the Spurs were down by double digits to the Nets, and we were all burying San Antonio. And lo and behold, Spurs rally, huge rally, late third, early fourth quarter from a double-digit deficit into a double-digit victory. San Antonio showing signs after that miserable 6-18-1 ATS start in their first 25 games. 68 points in the second half for for a Spurs team. What's going on? Uh, you know, uh, they did what they had to do. It's, you know, with that head coach, the team's never going to quit. They're just overmatched most nights. Uh, San Antonio, again, miserable ATS. The single worst team in the NBA against the spread going into last night's game. I wouldn't be surprised if that's not the case when we look back a month or two from now. There could be some money to be made from the Spurs in the weeks and months to come. Let's talk a little college hoops from last night. And this is something I always pay attention to, Ralph. The teams that are down in the closing seconds, are they jacking up threes or are they going in for uncontested layups? Made a big difference last night if you had NC State in your pocket. They did not jack up the bad three on their final possession. Instead, they went in and laid it in. Ended up being a six-point margin of victory. And that was enough to cover the spread. Had they not hit that late layup, it would have been a push or a loss if you had NC State plus the points. They hung around with Auburn, couldn't beat them, but did just enough to get it under the number. Teddy, quick question for you. You talked about almost getting to the window with NC State. When the game goes down to the last shot and NC State covers, are you upset you didn't use them or you say, oh, you know, it it went down to the wire, it's irrelevant? Uh, I wish I would have used them. (laughs) But, uh, you know, uh, I had a a little bit of NC State uh, in my pocket. I did not, unfortunately, release for the clients. Uh, which anytime I win, I like to make sure that my clients get that same win, and that did not happen in that ball game last night. So um, I wasn't thrilled with it. Uh, but that being said, I'd rather be right about my handicap than wrong about my handicap. This game obviously turned out to be pretty close to a coin flip, but NC State got the money when all was said and done. Money for Wolford last night. Duke annihilated that team, and there was a ton of money for Maryland last night and Seton Hall. Ended up with a heck of a defensive showing, despite playing without their best player. The Pirates pull off the upset over the Terps. Duke blows out Wofford. Number one, when you're looking at the Wofford-Duke game, I think your coach, Kay, and you say, listen, this Wofford Terrier team just went into Chapel Hill and knocked down North Carolina. You cannot look past them. So I certainly think that got Duke focused to not look past Wofford and crush him. And as far as Seton Hall concerns, you lose the most valuable player in the conference. Other players rebound. You get players playing well to compensate for his loss. I like fading him the second or third game after a big injury. Line movers coming up next. Stay on the grid. Wager talk continues. NFL 
season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. It's time for Line Movers here on Wager Talk. We're going to go through where the money is showing why it's showing for whatever side we're going to talk about, whether you want to bet now or later. But first, I got to ask you guys a favor. I really do, because we're building something here. This is, we're here every single weekday. We'll be here Christmas Eve. We'll be here the day after Christmas. Sorry, not Christmas Day. I couldn't get us to do it. But uh, we'll be here. We're here every day for you, every weekday. And we'll be here every weekday for you. What we're asking for you is just follow. Give us some follows. We're trying to build some buzz around this show. Find us on YouTube at SportsGrid Network. That's all fantasy and sports wagering all the time. Find us on Instagram at SportsGridTV. Again, SportsGrid Network on YouTube. 
Sports Grid TV on Instagram. Please give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a retweet. Anything that you can do to help us, we appreciate. We're doing this together and creating a community of sports bettors here on the Sports Grid Network. Let's start with some line movers. And this one, I mean, it's been one-way action from the open, and we're still seeing money showing for the Houston Texans. Texans up to three. I'm even seeing the very first three-and-a-halves pop up. Not widely available yet, but nobody's betting Tampa Bay right now. The Bucks decimated with injuries in their receiving core and in their secondary. Well, we see three-and-a-halves across the board in this game, Texans and Bucks. Saturday, NFL. I don't think so. I, I think if if you start seeing three and a halfs, you're going to get buyback where it won't go across. It won't go across the board or, or widely found. You know, I do want to mention something, Teddy. We're talking about this Houston move. You know, for those, we'll talk about this more with Dave, but when you're watching this Houston game, thinking about you're going to play, Houston obviously has the need to win their in. But Tennessee's game is correlated with that, that if if Houston loses, if you like Tennessee and Houston's down, start betting Tennessee right then and there. Don't wait, because if Houston loses, that Tennessee line is going to move tomorrow. It absolutely will. There is absolute correlation there. But of course, uh, the Titans and Texans could play again with the division title on the line in week 17, depending on the week 16 results. We're seeing a little bit of betting market love for the Pittsburgh Steelers, despite their tough loss last week at home to Buffalo. And again, this one hasn't moved off of three yet, but it looks like it might. Jets just not taking a lot of money this week. Pittsburgh, how high is it going to go? The Steelers continue to rise. Will we see three and a half with the Steelers in Jersey against the Jets? If there are three and a halfs, Ralph will be on it. I am not going to back a Steelers team as an away favorite that's averaging 276 yards per game on the road and is averaging 16 points per game on the road with Duck at quarterback. So not a not a line move I agree with. So how about this one? <laughs> because this is one, and this is absolutely wise guy money, sharp money, and it's been there all week. It's been Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Cincinnati against Miami. We're talking about two teams with a combined total of four wins, and there's two weeks left in the season. But the markets are convinced the Bengals are better than the Dolphins, or at least they will be this week. What's your take on Cincy, Miami, and the significant line move in this ballgame? All sharp money, all Bengals money. Eddie, you know I had to go to my database. I got a quick quiz for you. How many months has it been since the Cincinnati Bengals have been an away favorite? Whew. I'll call 48. Yeah, not uh, 26, two and a half years. But, uh, you know, I will say this. <laughs> new coach and new everything. And But 26 and a half months, October 1st, 2017. Uh, but they did go 6-1 and one as an away favorite those previous two years. So, again, different scenario here. You know, the funny thing was, after Miami lost those first four games going back to October 1st, we thought Miami would be a dog of a touchdown plus in every game the rest of the year. Then looking as bad as Cincinnati played a few, you know, a few weeks ago, we thought Cincinnati would never be a favorite. So to me, pick them is the perfect line here. Yeah, I mean, the, the Dolphins, 
I mean, obviously, uh, bottom feeder teams have lots of injuries. But the Dolphins are a mess. Their receiving core is a mess. Their secondary is a mess. Their offensive line is a mess. Um, I can I can understand why the money's come on Cincy, Miami. Uh, you know, with the offensive line in the state that it is, and windy conditions expected in Miami on Sunday. W- worth noting, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a QB who loves to throw it up and let his receivers make plays in single coverage. That doesn't work as well when the wind's blowing 20, 25 miles an hour, like the forecasts say. For Sunday, Bengals now the favorites. Let's talk a little college hoops for tonight, and I'm going to ask you about this one, Ralph, because you know this sort of thing as a college hoops guru. North Dakota State has been a popular wise guy choice in early betting action on Friday. Marquette opened 15; they've been bet down significantly. What's your take on ND State taking the money against the Golden Eagles of Marquette? I disagree with the line move. I actually agree with with the Marquette side. And the reason, you look at the Bison, there are 353 teams in Division One. The Bison are number 314 as far as tempo goes, meaning they're one of the slowest-paced teams. So when you look back at their scores for the last few games, they've held opponents to a very low number. And people think, well, boom, I have a team that can – Play good defense. There's a difference between playing good defense and having low-scoring games because of tempo. Marquette, one of the fastest-paced teams, they actually benefited from having Marcus Howard out a couple games with an injury as the team played very well together. You don't have another game for eight days for Marquette. I favor the better team at home to be able to control the tempo, and that's Marquette. Ralph says, don't worry about that steam on North Dakota State. Marquette looks to be the side. Let's talk about some moves in the association for Friday night. And we've seen pretty heavy steam on Boston as home favors against the Pistons. For Detroit, Blake Griffin has been downgraded to doubtful. Luke Kennard has been downgraded to out. Significant injuries. And it's not like the Pistons were playing great even when Griffin has been in the lineup. But he's been a non-factor for Detroit uh, this year. The Pistons going south in a hurry. The markets certainly seeing that and steaming up Boston, even though Marcus Smart not likely to play again this evening for the Celtics. Yeah, they just, uh, you know, I just saw a report that the Marcus Smart MRI situation has him out for a few games, but he's going to be clear after that. It is going to be a lingering injury. You look at Boston, I think people know Boston lost their last home game against Philadelphia two two games ago, but they went on the road to Dallas. They got the win. Here's a quick stat for you, Teddy. The Boston Celtics are 16-3 and against the spread when they're coming off a straight-up win as an away dog. That's, a, that's an interesting stat. 16-3 and off a straight-up win as an away dog. That's not one that I would have guessed. Worth noting, Gordon Hayward, along with Marcus Smart, not expected to play for the Celtics this evening. They're still uh, taking all the money. I'm not surprised by this one. Uh, We've seen market support for the Portland Blazers tonight versus the can't-hold-a-lead Orlando Magic. Orlando with a disastrous start to the road trip. I shouldn't say that. The start was okay. They won in New Orleans. Uh, But uh, since then, at Denver and at Utah, both times big leads. Both times those big leads disappeared. The Magic couldn't hit a shot down the stretch. Portland taking the money against Orlando so far today. 
I think there's some there's some psychology value to that. You're the Orlando Magic. You blew back to back leads. The you, you collapsed back to back games. Uh, I could only go one way, so I do agree with that line move on the Blazers. Yeah, I'm not surprised it's come as well. And one more to talk about the Suns and the Thunder. We're seeing over money in this game. Phoenix is going to be healthy finally. Booker and Aiton both on the floor together. They've been on the floor together since the very first game of the season. Worth noting, uh, the Suns won that game by a big margin, and it's went over the total. Memory serves correctly. Over money, OKC and Phoenix. Indifferent in this line move. Um, you know, it's a game that hopefully the Suns can regain that magic they had early because, hey, when Phoenix has a winning basketball team, that division's better off. It sure is. When we come back, big game breakdowns will start with the bowl game tonight between Utah State and Kent State. Wager Talk continues. Get on the grid. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. 
Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. You want to be the next daily fantasy millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings in this season. Compete with the pros with the DailyRoto.com optimizer and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS. Plus, lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much, much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with the promo code DUNK. That's D-U-N-K. Visit DailyRoto.com slash DUNK to learn more. That's DailyRoto.com slash DUNK. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Quick bowl update. We do have a live bowl game going as we speak. Both teams turn the ball over right before halftime. Buffalo goes in with a 17-0 lead over Charlotte in the Bahamas Bowl. I'll give you the halftime line as soon as it pops up on my live odd screen. My wager talk live odd screen. Let's talk the game for tonight. Utah State. And Kent State, and we've seen a bunch of money in this game in the last hour. Look at the graphic. You'll see Utah State minus 6.5, 67.5. Looking at my live screen, I see Utah State minus 7, total of 70. So it's been Aggies and over money against the Golden Flashes, despite the fact that Utah State has had a fair few distractions over the course of the last week, naming their start, and namely their starting quarterback and running back getting busted uh, for smoking pot in the dorms. I know that Kent State's excited. I know they're interested. Is that enough? Utah State, Kent State, bowl game tonight. Teddy, I played the over back on Monday. I released the over to my clients and posted it at Wager Talk back on Monday. And, you know, at that point, we we were looking at a number of 65 and a half. So, you know, we've seen a significant move. And I, I break down this game you know, motivation, Utah State, this isn't the bowl they wanted to be here when they started the season for Kent State. They're clearly happy to be in any bowl, only their second bowl since 1972. But I'm on the over because Utah State is one of the fastest paced programs. They average 74 plays per game. We're looking at the number 120 defense of Kent State and the number 96 defense of Utah State. And there's a lot of quarterbacks that get a lot of love, but I'm sure we go to a bar tonight, Teddy, and ask 100 people how many of them know that Dustin Crum from Kent State has a 16-2, excuse me, an 18-2 touchdown-to-interception ratio. We'll get zero people to know that answer. I lean Kent State, and as I said, I already got to the window as a very strong play on the over. I still think this would make a weak play for me, a lesser play, but I would still lean with the over, even with this line move. Makes a ton of sense to me. Halftime lines are out for a Buffalo Charlotte. Buffalo minus two and a half with juice at most locations total for the second half, 23 and a half. That adjusts to an adjusted game line of uh, what's the total of uh, the adjusted game line is 40 and a half and Buffalo minus 19 and a half for the adjusted game line. If we're looking just at the halftime lines, let's talk a little bowl action for tomorrow. This is one we haven't gotten into that much. San Diego State 
and Central Michigan. They're playing in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Aztecs, minus three and a half, total of 41. They're going to a venue they visit regularly. They're not a good offensive team. Central Michigan falls into one of your ATS systems that talks about the teams that didn't win games last year and reached a bowl this year and being point-spread monsters. My biggest question for you, though, can the chips move the football against that San Diego State defense because nobody's moved the ball against San Diego State? Total 41 in this one. We want under? Is this one of these games where the first to 10 wins, Ralph? What do you got? Utah, uh, sorry, San Diego State and Central Michigan. It's an early bowl game, Teddy, so I'm not going to mess around with the total. I mean, obviously, you look at San Diego State and their average game score is 19 to 13, 32 total points. Uh, That system you talked about, teams that won zero or one wins last year, there's only been 15 of them in the last 12 years. So it doesn't happen very often. A team goes from zero to one win to get to a bowl the next season. Well, they have gone 12 and three covering 80% of the bowls in those 15 opportunities. And again, you can clearly say it's Jim McElwain. This is, yeah, the same Jim McElwain that was at Florida as a head coach, turned this program around in his first year. Uh, I just think you have an excited team that went from nowhere. San Diego, how can how can you be excited as a San Diego player? Yeah, we're going to a bowl. We're playing Central Michigan. We're going to Albuquerque, where we go every other year to play New Mexico. Rocky Long, of course, coached the Lobos for over a dozen years, so it may mean something more to him. But, you know, I go back and I remember last year's bowl. They played Ohio almost in the same situation in a bowl they didn't want to go to. They they lost 27 to nothing. I am on Central Michigan. Uh, plus the three and a half, and the three and a half still widely available in that ballgame. In fact, as I look now, there's a couple of fours that are starting to pop up in favor of San Diego State. Let's talk a little NBA uh, for tonight. We've got the 76ers and the Dallas Mavericks on national TV. Philly coming off their first uh, home loss of the season. They're laying eight and a half total to 13 and a half against the Mavs that won their first game without Luca, but the game then came up short in the second game without their starting point guard. Obviously we're talking about Luka Doncic. He's a player who certainly matters to the point spread a fair bit. Who also matters to the production on the, on the floor. That being said, Dallas played two games without him, and they've both been competitive games. The markets are saying Dallas more likely to get blown out tonight than hang tough. What's your take? 76ers minus eight and a half to 13 and a half against the Mavs. Again, a different dynamic without your star player out, but there has been no better road team and no better team as an away dog in the NBA in their last 21 road games. The Dallas Mavericks 18 and three against the spread in their last 14 games as an away dog, they've gone 12-2 and two against the spread. Uh, those kind of numbers have more to do with just a star player, but it has to do with the coaching. Uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't play against Dallas on the road right now. Me neither. Uh, for me, it's a Mavs or pass type of contest. Let's shift our focus to the NFL, being that it is a football Friday. And we'll talk about the Sunday night game. And there's been really one-sided action on this game so far. 
It's very clear the Kansas City Chiefs are a public favorite on Sunday night football. They've been bet all the way up to minus six, total 44 and a half against the Bears. Here's something I don't think many people know about the Kansas City Chiefs. Over the last four weeks, and again, it's a small sample size. They haven't faced any great offenses during that span. But over the last four weeks, no team in the NFL has a better touchdown-to-drive ratio than the Chiefs' defense. They've given up four touchdowns in their last 41 uh, opponents' drives. That's less than 10% for Kansas City. The best defense in the NFL in that regard over the last four weeks. Does that matter? <laughs> and can you possibly back a public road favorite on Sunday night against a Bears team that just had their bubble burst last week and will have to compete here with Trubisky behind center against Patrick Mahomes? What's your take, Chiefs and the Bears? I'm going to be Joe Public, Teddy, and I'm going to lean with the under. Talk about that Chiefs defense. I've got a few more numbers for you. You allowed 332 yards to Oakland. You allow 278 yards to New England. You allow 250 yards to Denver. So you're allowing 280 yards per game your last eight. And even more importantly, over their last eight games, they have 28 sacks over 3.2 sacks per game. When you look at the Bears, the Bears are 1-6 when Trubisky has been sacked three or more times. They're 5-2 and two when he hasn't got sacked that few times. So the numbers, I agree with the KC defense. They've impressed me much more than the offense, and I think they're going to be a legitimate contender now because of that stop unit. Uh, I'm going to lean with the under. Do you have an opinion with the side, Teddy? I could only lay with Kansas City. I mean, I, you know, when you when we talk about a Bears team that is getting what I think 1.5 yards uh, points per drive. Uh, that's like the bottom five in the NFL going against an underrated Chiefs defense. You talk about that bar bet. You know, you go into any bar, ask anyone, hey, who's allowed the fewest touchdowns in the NFL the last four weeks? You know, per, on a per drive basis, you'll get many, many answers before you get Kansas City. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about the Cowboys and the Eagles. This one's a lot of fun. Uh, why don't you give me the intro for this one, Ralph? Well, yeah, Teddy, I was going to say, you know, we've got about a minute and a half. You got the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Steelers, the Jets, the Saints or the Titans, three games that mean something. Pick out your favorite opinions on those and, and give us what you have. Sure. I mean, Cowboys Eagles is a fascinating game because for as much, and Dallas has more talent. Philly's messed up at wide receiver. Their secondary is a disaster right now. Okay. From a personnel standpoint, the Eagles, they've been even with the Redskins and the Giants the last two weeks. That's what you need to know. They are really hurting. But from a character standpoint, what Philadelphia has done to win the games the last two weeks, getting punched, facing adversity, and punching back. That's meaningful to me. It's meaningful to me in a game where the winner is likely to cover the point spread. I could only look at Philly in that game, despite the fact that Dallas has the personnel edge. Look, <laughs> Cowboys fans, I'll tell you, anything to get Jason Garrett out of town. And with Dak Prescott, not 100%. Uh, I could look, I only lean towards Philly in that ball game. I'm looking at the Tennessee tide against New Orleans as well. Um, I'm not looking from a spot perspective. Saints coming off back-to-back, -back, not just the last week, on Monday night, the huge coronation for Drew Brees. And let's not forget the week before they had that crazy game against the Niners. I think they might well be flat here against the Tennessee team that has a lot to play for. So look at a Tennessee in that ball game. When we come back, Dave Sherapin, 
CG Sportsbooks to join us right here on Wager Talk. Stay on the grid. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. We've seen a little bit of movement on that halftime line for Buffalo, Charlotte. The money has come for Buffalo. They're now minus three. Of the opener at two and a half. And in fact, there's juice at a lot of places at the minus three. Uh, if you want to back bowls, the money's come for the under as well. Total bet 23 and a half for the opener, now 22 and a half at most locations. We'll see what the halftime action's coming in right now at the CG Sportsbooks because we are joined by David Sharp and one of our, he's a risk analyst, he's an odds maker, and he's one of the best guests that we can have. He bore with us in technical difficulties last week, and we're so happy to have him on the show this week without technical difficulties. Dave, welcome to the program. 
What's up, fellas? How are you? We're doing very well. How's this Buffalo uh, Charlotte game treating you guys? And uh, at the halftime, are you, are you making a move, or are people making a move at the CG Sportsbooks for this game? Actually, yeah. I mean, you know, and I kind of had to be pulled away from the action. You know, we got a, a risk room full of guys with experience and knowledge, and they're sitting there just grinding out this halftime right now. Um, opened at two and a half, took all Buffalo bets. We're at three late 20. We can't write a single bet on Charlotte. And if you've watched the first half, you know why. <laughs> yeah. I, this, this is one bowl game where I'm hoping the second half looks exactly like the first half. Uh, I've got Buffalo at a good number in my pocket. And I hate doing live shows when I got on sweating out games. It's a big distraction. Uh, that being said, <laughs> let's talk early bowls, uh, Dave. And we'll start uh, with tonight, the Frisco Bowl, Utah State and Kent State. What's going on at the CG Sportsbooks here in Las Vegas when it comes to Frisco Bowl action for tonight? Tell you what, this thing's been all over the place, guys. Um, you know, we opened at nine and a half and took all bets all the way down to four and a half until we got Utah State money. Right now, currently sitting at seven. Um, you know, there's a lot of short play early, and that's been the thing. Um, what's going on with these bowl games, you know, you, it's either they play it early or they're waiting until they play it late. So um, it could, this one here is going to be Utah State is going to be a big need for the book by kickoff, unless something happens between now and 4.30 Pacific. Dave, you know, Teddy and I just got done talking about the New Mexico Bowl and San Diego State's offense. Well, I'm going to give you guys some numbers. We well, a lot of people know that in San Diego State games, the over under was one and 11, one over and 11 unders. But during the break, I went to look up at points scored for games. San Diego State, the average point scored in a game that's for them and their opponent, 31.8. Iowa was 37. No other teams were below 40. The team with the most scoring, just for your knowledge, SMU, 74.3 points per game. A very low total in a bowl game. Tell us about the New Mexico Bowl. Crazy. I mean, with a stat like that, how could you not play the under? But this one here, this one's been four in 40 and a half since we put it up. There's been no movement, no action. It's just a game that's kind of being overlooked with – you know, the Saturday card in general has been kind of overlooked with the Saturday big NFL card. We'll talk Saturday NFL in just a moment. But first, let's talk about, you talked about the lowest scoring team, Ralph, in San Diego State. The highest scoring team is SMU. SMU and Florida Atlantic at the Boca Raton Bowl. This is a home game for FAU, but it's the Mustangs who are road favorites. And they're betting them. Um, we actually opened three. We bounced between three and three and a half three times. We're back to three and a half. Um, it's it's been pretty much a landslide. The tickets are like four to one on SMU, and I can tell you, you know, unless barring some big play comes in on Florida Atlantic, that's going to be probably the biggest need of the games on Saturday. I'm going to guess that the Camellia Bowl between FIU and Arkansas State is the lowest handled bowl. There's potential. This game starts at uh, 2.30. 
p.m. Pacific. There could be all three bowl games going when this one starts. Uh, tell us about the Camellia Bowl, though, with FIU and Arkansas State. I swear sometimes, Ralph, you have a peek into the risk rooms that these guys that you talk to, including myself, <laughs> this is the lowest handle game. It, it, we opened it uh, three. It's now two and a half. There's been very little play on both the side and the total in this, but what's come has um, actually been on the under. We took some sharp play at under 62 and a half and under 61 and a half. It's at 60 and a half now, and the total – the decision on the total is actually bigger than the side in this one. We're talking, of course, with David Sharapin, risk analyst and odds maker for the CG Sportsbooks here uh, in Las Vegas. Find him on Twitter at Sportsbook Consigliere. There's a couple of abbreviations in there. Sports BK Consig on Twitter for Dave Sharapin. He's an excellent follow. I encourage you to do that today. Let's talk Las Vegas Bowl. And I can make a pretty strong case for betting against both of these teams, even in Chris Peterson's last game uh, as the Washington Huskies head coach. Washington and Boise, last Las Vegas Bowl at Sam Boyd Stadium. And the last game for Peterson. Everybody likes a good story, Teddy, and they're betting it that way. Uh, open three, we got as high as like three lay a quarter and finally had to go to three and a half. The money's continued to come in. On Washington, we're at three and a half with heavy juice now minus fifteen. Um, this is the biggest handle game of the day Saturday, probably because it's here. And expect more Washington money to come. We're going to need Boise State come kickoff. Okay, guys, we're talking about the New Orleans Bowl, and I had to go to my database while you guys were talking about that last game, going back to nineteen eighty-seven. There have only been eight bowl games with a line of 17 or higher. And there have been two upsets as dogs of 17 or more. Baylor, UCF in 2014. UCF pulls out the win 52-42. And, Teddy, you remember this one back in 1998. Idaho knocked off Southern Miss. So uh, the bowl favorites of 17 or more have gone four and four. Does that hurt the bowl handle with a line that big? It does, Ralph. It's just minimal stuff here. We took a respected play at 17 and a half. Um, and, you know, we have the 17 and a half juice right now just to see what happens here. But this far in advance, there's been just minimal action. And then a line of 17, it just doesn't really, uh, you can't really make a case for either side at that number. Uh, let's talk real quick about the bowl games early next week because we're not going to have you back before Christmas, Dave. So I want to get your take and what the action is like uh, for Monday and Tuesday. Real quick, let's talk the Gasparilla Bowl, Marshall, UCF on Monday, and then the Hawaii Bowl, BYU and Hawaii on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, well, the Marshall uh, Central Florida game we just did. BYU and Hawaii, literally, there's almost as much action on this as there is on the Arkansas state game. I don't know if it's because Christmas Eve, because neither team has any real strong side. Either way, this line has been painted too, since we put it up, no action to report either way, really on that one. But you know, Dave, there's a lot of situations where with the NFL card, three games tomorrow, a full Sunday, and we get through Monday, when we have those standalone games on Tuesday or Wednesday, the handle's gonna become significant, correct? 
Uh, yes and no. It depends. The holiday week, um, you know, leading up to Christmas is usually a really just slow week in general for the books. A lot of people, you know, take the time to be with their families and, you know, get away from this. So in general, it's just down overall. But, you know, then it'll just pick up after Christmas. The week between Christmas and New Year's is a monster just for the bowl games, for the NFL being week 17. It's a big week. Sure, and plus all the well, co- the college football tur- uh, college hoops tournaments that week as well. Uh, that week between Christmas and New Year will be here every day uh, on Wager Talk. So be sure to tune in and get your betting information. Let's talk the three games on Saturday. We'll start with the Texans and Bucks in NFL action. Looks like nothing but Houston money. How much Houston money has there been, and is it ever going to stop? Uh, if you know the answer to that question, Teddy, please let me know because we haven't found it yet. Limit plays came in Texans minus two, minus two and a half, and even on the three. We're at three late 20 right now. Have found no one really to uh, look at Tampa. It's right now, of all the games in the NFL this weekend, this is our second biggest decision of the entire weekend. We all know that betting against the Patriots at home is a very, very foolish thing to have done over the past five years. But we've also seen the Patriots offense become mediocre the last few weeks. Is this finally the week that we're going to get public money fading the Patriots with Buffalo in town? It's happening so far, Ralph. Yes, uh, actually have more tickets on the Buffalo Bills in New England in December with a line of six and a half. So uh, the Patriots are going to be a probably number one or one A choice to use on teasers. But as far as the point spread, right now, if the game kicked off, believe it or not, the books would need, or at least we would need, New England in December at home. Surprising is not even a word to describe that. (laughs) It hasn't happened a lot, but it speaks to volumes about how much offense influences public perception of teams. Patriots defense have been every bit as good as it's ever been offensively. They're clearly a step or two down. You talked about the fact that there was one game where you're going to have more liability than Houston or Tampa. And there's only two choices in my mind. It's either Rams, Niners, or Chiefs, Bears. Which one of those two is it? And can you talk about those two games where the actions come? I'm pretty sure they're both one-sided action at the CG books right now. So far, it's been one-sided on the Niners, yes. Um, both, again, point spread, money line. Um, it's, in, it's in every parlay. That's definitely one of them. The Chiefs was a big steam move. It, uh, we took a very respected play at minus five and got to six. Still haven't found any bear money. But the actually the biggest decision for us right now is the Oakland Raiders. We took... We've taken nothing but Chargers money, and uh, it was a six and a six and a half play on the Chargers limit plays, and now we're at seven. Tickets are going like uh, I can't even calculate the ratio here. It's at least two to one, three to one <laughs> on the Chargers. Yeah, and it's just climbing. So I don't know. Oakland's last game was last week in Oakland, and they packed their bags and maybe never going back, and they're playing it like they're just. Never going to compete again this in this last two weeks of the season. It's not like the Chargers have won a whole lot of games uh, by more than a touchdown this year, although they have been able to beat bottom feeders. Uh, let's talk real quick 
Uh, we only have a little bit of time left. Let's talk Cowboys-Eagles. I know this is a game a lot of people want to bet. And Saints-Titans is another one that has attracted a fair bit of attention. Those two games, if you would, real quick, Dave Sharapin from CG Technology. It's been all Cowboys money, guys. It's been uh, we, we had two and a half and got all the money there. The injury news dropped the line down a tick, and we got as low as one. We're back at a pretty market price at two. Still can't find any Eagles money, so we'll need the Eagles big. And uh, the other game is actually saw two-way action at three. Uh, opposing factions laid three, took three. Sharp play came in at plus two and a half, got us to two. And that's where we're sitting right now on that game. David Sherapin from the CG uh, Sportsbooks. Real quick, promos and plugs, what do you got? Uh, follow me on Twitter at SportsBKKinSig and get in our books this weekend. It's a big weekend. Happy holidays to everybody. Thanks, Thanks Dave. So Have a great David weekend. Sharapin from CG, CG Sportsbooks. Merry Christmas. We'll be back. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. 
Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. We're here in the home stretch of Wager Talk on a Friday. And Ralph, we're going to do pros versus Joes in a minute, but you've got a live betting situation you want to talk about right now. Well, Teddy, in-game live is a great show at SportsGrid at night because you're talking about situations where you should live bet. I just want to point out to our viewers, Carolina going into a significant wind in the third quarter. So if they're trying to get a back door in the fourth, they will have that wind behind their back, a favorable passing situation for a backdoor cover, or at least a live betting situation to back them. That's an excellent point. Of course, uh, Carolina meaning Charlotte in the game against Buffalo down in the Bahamas Bowl. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> See, One man's teams Carolina, from North Carolina. You know, I hear you. It's, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk pros versus Joes. Where the money has come in the NFL this week and where it's going to come this weekend. We'll start with the pro moves. Sharp money on the Texans all week, flat out. And as Dave Sharpen just told us, they still haven't got any buyback on Tampa. So the uh, Texans, a sharp play. The Chargers also have taken a fair bit of sharp money this week against uh, the Raiders. We see the Titans taking sharp money against New Orleans. That ball got this game off a of three. The Bengals, I'll tell you what, it's not the public that turns Cincinnati into a, uh, a road chalk at Miami or a pick them in that ball game. And Arizona has taken a fair bit of sharp money in their game at Seattle. Cluster injury problems on defense for the Seahawks. Who are the pros betting? They're betting the must-win teams and the teams that looked good last week. San Fran, well, the Rams looked pretty bad last week. So we're seeing San Fran money on Saturday night. The Chiefs have covered four in a row. Uh, the Broncos is public team this week. Why? They're playing the Lions. The Lions have looked awful for the last two months. Uh, no surprise there. This is a pros versus Joes game. Pros are on the Titans. Joes are on the Saints. Obviously, that line has already moved off three. The public clearly favoring New Orleans. The Ravens, road chalk. The Ravens every week. They're the public team in the NFL this year. Certainly one of them. And the Pittsburgh Steelers as road favorites against the New York Jets. They, too, a popular public side. There you have it. That's going to wrap it up for another week here on Wager Talk. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy days to spend with us. We appreciate it. Enjoy the games. Good luck all weekend. We'll be back again on Monday and Tuesday next week. Stay tuned right now for At the Window with Drew Martin and Sean Guastamacchia coming up next right here on the Sports Grid TV Network. Get on the grid. Stay on the grid. Merry Christmas.